Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast, episode two. I am Harry McBain and I'm joined by Daniel Fears. How are you doing, Dan? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm good, yes. Now, today we are going to be predicting the final Premier League table for the end of this season. We're going to be telling you our top six predictions and then our bottom three predictions. So, Dan, who have you got in the bottom three, starting from 20th and going up to 18th? Then 20th, I've got Norwich. Um, then 19th, I've got Aston Villa. Then in 18th, I've got Brighton. What is your reasoning for putting them in those positions? Uh, so Norwich, they've still got four of the top six to play and I just can't see them winning. And I think they'll be a great asset to the championship, but I think they'll go straight back up. But I don't think they've got enough quality for the Premier League. And then for Aston Villa, um, Tom Heaton and Wesley are out injured. So I just think that they won't have the squad depth to go on and win many games. Then Brighton, it was a difficult one between them and Bournemouth. But I just think Bournemouth have got a bit more with Ryan Fraser. And I think that will be the difference between the two sides. Well, yeah, we all know he's very talented. He um, had a bit of a slow start to the season this year. But um, I'm just going to go into my bottom three predictions now. Like you, I've put Norwich in 20th. Now, I mainly did this because they're bottom of the table still. And as you said, they've got, um, they've got very big, big top six teams. They've got Manchester City on the final day, and that's just going to be a battering, isn't it? Now, in 19th, I went for Bournemouth. Now, a bit of, a, bit of an odd decision, but I went with them mainly because I looked at the other other teams around them that were near and they haven't been on great form this season. I think they've got they've got Manchester City, Tottenham, Leicester in their last few games and I'm not sure that they're going to be able to get enough points to to get out of the relegation zone. They've also got they've got Wolves, Newcastle, Manchester United as well, so they're not going to be able to in my opinion get enough points to stay up. In 18th I put Aston Villa, so all teams that are in the current bottom three, I'm saying, are going down. Put Villa um, just above Bournemouth there because I think that Jack Grealish and some of the other players is going to have a bit of desire now that they've been off for ages to get back and play um, a few tough games in their little in their running. Most notably Chelsea and Man United, Liverpool. But I, I think they're, they're going to get a few points, but I don't think they're going to be good enough good enough to stay up. The only difference between mine and yours then was the Bournemouth and Brighton. And to be honest, I couldn't choose between them two. Because they're both, they're both similar teams, really, in the same sort of quality. Now, who have you got working from sixth upwards? So in six, I went with Chelsea. Because I don't know why, I just went with them. Because I don't think they'll get back to winning ways when they come back especially because the youngsters normally get drawn on by the crowd and they won't have the crowd, obviously. And then with fifth, I went with Sheffield United. I think they'll come back with the same sort of form that they were finishing the sort of campaign off with. Then Man United in fourth. So I think they'll go unbeaten for the rest of the season just because I really like what Oli's doing there. Bruno Fernandes has been a big sign in for them and 
I think he can score quite a few goals in the Premier League for them this season. In third, I went with Leicester. I think Brendan's um, Rogers magic will continue. And I'm loving the way how the side shaping up every week. And I just think they'll continue that. Then second, I went with Man City. I think they'll have an average end to the season, but I can't see them catching Liverpool, which um, then I'll put Liverpool in first. Now, of course, you know, said there that Sheffield United getting in into your top six. Now we they've they've come up this this season from the championship. They've done they've done very well. Um, do you think that is purely based off Chris Wilder being manager and you know the very British British side, so not having to bring in these foreign players? Do you think if they had another manager, they would be in the the same position? Uh, no, I don't. I think they're very similar to sort of Wolves, and they get they're they're up there because of the manager. They're not, they don't have world class players. They've made a couple of good signings. You wouldn't be able to go and stick one of them in your team of the season or something. They aren't that good, but they work well as a team, and that's how Sheffield Wednesday, me and United, have worked. Now. For my top six, it's it's very similar to yours, but a few of the teams in different positions. So in sixth place, I went with Wolves just because I've looked at their you know last last few games. They haven't got many challenges. West Ham, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Arsenal. You've got the Sheffield United in there. They're probably their biggest test could be the last game of the season against Chelsea, but. I think there's lots of wins and draws that they can pick up, which can try and get them into the top six. Now, with fifth place, I've gone with Manchester United because we all know, as you said, that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's done a great job at Old Trafford. No one expects him to do this well. But they've got a few big games in there. They've got Tottenham. They've got Leicester on the last day. Now, yes, they can win, get a lot of wins, but... It's Manchester United, you know, they're not very they're not very <laughs> steady. Who knows? They've played friendlies this week. They did a, a double game against West Brom and they lost one of them. So who knows? Very unpredictable for Manchester United. Now, in fourth place, I put Chelsea. So I think that they've got a lot of, obviously, she said young players and I think they'll be motivated to get, get going. They'll probably be a bit fitter than some of the older squads in the league. They've got some, like Manchester United, they've got some tough games. They've got Manchester City. They've also got Leicester, which could be a pivotal game for them. They've also, they've got Liverpool. But I think that Chelsea, you know, they're going to do, they're going to come back strong, in my opinion. They're going to try and try and push for this top four, which would be great for Frank Lampard, especially as it's his debut season. Now, in third, I went with Leicester because... Why not? They've been in this position the whole of the season already. And I think that Brendan Rodgers is, is doing a great job there. He came down from Celtic, of course. They're going to be got a lot of good players in their squad. And I think they're going to be able to keep that uh, Champions League spot. In second, I've got Manchester City, of course. They're not going to catch Liverpool. We all know that. Now, can can Manchester City get like close this gap of, at the moment... Liverpool are on 82 points, City are on 57, so that's a big gap. But I do think they're going to they're gonna get up quite a lot of points because they are, they're a strong team, they work well together. If you've watched the Amazon Manchester City documentary, you know the amount 
of energy that Pep Guardiola can bring to the squad. Now, of course, first we've got Liverpool. They're going to win the league. It's, it's inevitable. Can, can they hit 100 points? Now, that, that would be um, an interesting one to try and see. Now, they're not going to have much of an issue in their final games. How many games do you think it will take Liverpool to win? Because obviously they've, um, they only need six points. So, yeah, how, how, long, how many more games do you think it will take them? I think it will take them only a couple of games. I think they'll go straight back into winning ways, especially because they lost to uh, Watford previously. So I think they'll be wanting to try and redeem themselves, not thinking, hang on, we can't win this. They don't want to have that attitude. So. Well, we saw the um, the drive from Liverpool when, of course, they lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid about two seasons ago. And then in last year's Champions League, they came back even stronger. They they had all this passion. I think I think that was mainly just because they got they felt that like they were embarrassed, of course, by those fatal Loris Carius mistakes in the Champions League final, which is ever amusing. Now. Dan, we're going to do a little game and we've picked some key players for each side and who we think will be the, the most vital for their end-of-season campaign. Now, we're going to take a guess at each other's players. Now, Dan, do you want to guess first or do you want to have me guess your players? All right, you can guess my players first. Okay, so obviously you said um, we're going to do the bottom three and top six. So yeah. Norwich... At the bottom, I think yours is probably very similar to mine. I've put, um, well, very similar. I I think you've gone with Timu Puki. Of course. He's the best striker in that bottom three. <laughs> Shall I guess yours? Yeah, of course. Go for it. I take it you went with the same as me, Timu Puki. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a quality striker. I mean, is he more suited to the championship? I mean, it is probably good enough for both because... We've seen him put in the goals this season and I think Norwich Norwich need to keep him because if they go down, will he stay? I reckon he will. Do you think if they went down that Pookie would stay? I think he would because he's not particularly getting any younger. He's getting on a bit now and I think he could bang away 20 goals next season in the Championship. Yeah. Now, of course, you uh, also had Aston Villa in that bottom three there's lots of strong players in the Villa side obviously you know they've had a few injuries recently um, but I think you've gone with Jack Grealish uh, I went with the other one I went with John McGinn yeah obviously uh, came in one or two or three seasons no must be one or two seasons ago and you can't deny that he's been a great impact at Villa is cemented their midfield is do you share that opinion of course, he's been a massive part of their success in recent years and why they're back in the Premier League now. So, for your Bournemouth, um, I went with Ryan Fraser. I nearly did go with Ryan Fraser, but I've uh, actually gone with Harry Wilson on loan from Liverpool, of course. He's, he's mm-hmm. one of their top scorers. He's got seven goals this season. And the stat is 207 minutes per goal. And that's very impressive. I, I didn't go with Ryan, uh, Ryan Fraser for a simple reason of he hasn't been at his best. And I think, you know, Harry Wilson's going to have a bit more energy in him. 
Now, you had Brighton in your bottom three. Now, um, uh, let me think. We've got Brighton players. Obviously, they've, had, they've got lots of strong players like Glenn Murray. They've also um, got, I think, Aaron Moyes there. So, it's going to be a tough one to pick. But I've, I'm going to go with Moy. With Matt Ryan, their goalie. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Now, what's your reasoning for putting him in your key player role? I think that he's saved them quite a few times this season and I think he'll continue to do that. He's done it for many years now for them. Well, they've only... Um, they've got... a uh, Look here. They've got a goal difference of minus eight. That's 40 goals conceded this season. But compared to the rest of the table, that isn't, that isn't too bad. The other clubs below them, West Ham, Watford, and then, of course, Bournemouth, Villa and Norwich, they're all around the... Uh, 45 to 50 mark and even 50 plus so Matt Ryan's done a brilliant job of coming in uh, to Brighton over these last few seasons and making his position dominant okay so now for uh, Villa so I went with um, Jack Grealish yeah obviously uh, I've as I guessed him as yours he's, he's got to be nine goals and eight assists he's he's Villa's He's arguably Villa's best player, and I think he's going to be leaving the club this summer if they go down. Where do you think? What do you think will happen to him? I think that Tottenham will come in for him again. They'll put in a low price for him, and then he'll try and go there, and Tottenham will fail the deal, and then Man United will come in and try and get him. Yeah, yeah, we've both we've all seen interest from both sides there. Now you could argue that you know Tottenham are more clubs suited to his style, but of course Manchester United have got Bruno Fernandes. Where do you think he would fit into that Manchester United side? I think that he would be having to replace someone like Daniel James, or because he's the only one that he is probably better than. He's no youngster no more, Jack Grealish. He's sort of in his prime. Yeah, I've, I agree there. He'd he'd have to get someone out like that because. There's no way he's going to replace Fernandez Pogba. So, of course, there was talk of loaning Daniel James out this next coming season. Um, I think that would be a smart move for Man United. They they need a bit more experience. He hasn't had as much an impact as maybe some thought he would. Many thought they'd just buy him and then loan him back to Swansea for the season. But, of course, that didn't happen. Now, I'm just trying to remember. So, can you just remind me of your top six so I can guess your players for them so in six I had Chelsea in fifth Sheffield United fourth Man United third Leicester second Man City first Liverpool it always hurts to hear Liverpool in that first <laughs> position but of course we've got to get into the guessing so with Chelsea, you know, they've got a lot of good players, but I'm going to guess the person you thought would be uh, most key for them, Mason Mount. Of course. he's. I think he'll be vital for them in the coming season. I think he'll score a load of goals for them. Mm. Well, we've seen his ability this season, of course, coming back from loan and joining Frank Lampard back at Chelsea. Now... He's had a lot of assists as well as goals. Um, his partnership with Tammy Abraham has been brilliant this year. And, you know, it's it's clear that he's going to be a great, even greater player in the future. Now, moving on to Sheffield United. 
they're an interesting one because all of their players are about the same level of quality. Um, they've got a lot of key players in there. I'm from the top of my head trying to pick an influential player. I can either think I can think of two. I'm I'm just going to put two names out here: John Fleck in midfield, but also they've got. Um, Moussa up the top. So, who have you who have you put? I went between the sticks and Dean Henderson. Uh, of course, yeah. Been been a key player. I forgot about him entirely. Um, now, of course, there's been lots of rumour about uh, Dean Henderson going back to Manchester United. Do you think he will? Do you think he will um, go back and challenge David De Gea for the number one spot? If he went back there, I think he would be number one. But I heard earlier on this week that supposedly Tottenham are trying to buy him off Man United. What do you think if he went there? A uh, bit of a bit of an interesting one for Tottenham. Of course, they've got Lloris. I don't know how long he'll stay there. Gazaniga, we've seen this season, isn't isn't really as good as anyone thought. So it would all depend on money on whether Manchester United are willing to sell now. Moving on to Manchester United for your key player for them. I'm going to have a, a quick guess and I'm just going to say Marcus Rashford. I went with Bruno Fernandes. It's been a instrumental since his arrival in January, of course. You know, he was linked for ages and ages, a few windows that he's been linked with United and finally got his move. Now, have you got your, it's your third place, Leicester? I think there's only one man that you can put as a Leicester key player, and that's yeah. Jamie Vardy. Of course, he's going to bag 20 goals, I reckon, this season, and quality striker. Of course, he's in the run for the golden boot, mainly up against Aubameyang. Now, Manchester City, again, is a tough one. They've got lots of good players. I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to go, have you guessed or put down as your key player, Raheem Sterling? Of course. He hasn't been as good as what he was in previous seasons this season, but I think he'll get back up to top mm. form. Now he's obviously performed well recently for England in um, qualifiers. So whether that's, you know, he's developed a lot when it comes to internationally, he's getting a, getting a few more goals now for Liverpool tough one again because of you know they've got a lot of lot of good players I think you've put down Virgil van Dijk I went with their left winger um, Saudi Mane yeah I mean you could make a case for any of the Liverpool squad yeah. apart from Andy Robertson he's overrated <laughs> <laughs> now um I'll just remind you of my top six so of course I've got Wolves Manchester United, Chelsea, Leicester, City, and Liverpool. So, have a have have fun guessing then. So Wolves, Ruben Neves. I actually went with Raúl Jiménez. I mean, it could be it could be either of them. He scored sixteen goals, nine assists. He's got a very impressive stat: one hundred and ninety minutes per goal. So it's it's. As you said, though, Ruben Neves, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant player for them in the midfield. Man United, I went with Rashford. Yeah, I put him down. Mm. 19 goals, five assists. 
he's just he's just quality and I think Man United would be a lot worse uh, worse off without him we saw that when he was injured uh, for Chelsea Billy Gilmore uh, no close I put obviously it's a bit of a controversial one considering he's he could be leaving at the end of the season but I put down Willian because you know he's got nothing to lose he's got he's got this uh, few weeks or whatever left on his deal at Stamford Bridge he's he's got seven goals six assists He's he's just a very good player for Chelsea. He's been there for a long time, and I thought, you know, why not on some good form before he leaves? So Leicester, um, it's got to be the striker Jamie Vardy. Yeah, there's just we've we've already mentioned him. He's yeah. just unstoppable. Okay, so now who do you have second place? Manchester um, City. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I, it was a close one. Of course, Sterling's been magical it was between him and Aguero because we all know Aguero can step up at the end of the season on big occasions but you know Raheem Sterling's just got just got a bit more energy and I feel that he can he can get some goals for City. Okay so Liverpool going to go with virtual Van Dyke. Yeah I put down Van Dyke just because you know if they didn't have Van Dyke it would be Dejan Lovren and they kind of need him in their defence because oh they do have Joe Gomez but He's he's not as not as talented as the Dutch defender. So um, we've done all the predictions there. We're going to put on the screen if you're watching on YouTube each other's final tables up, so you can see that if you want to see the whole table, um, please let us know if you're watching it. Um, you know what you thought of where do you who do you think will be going down or. Do you think Manchester City can catch Liverpool? Now, it's it's been a great episode. Thank you for listening. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. That was the final whistle. <laughs>